haven't, I haven't quite woken up yet. I'm still asleep. I'm still half asleep. Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 236 of the Sophie Art Podcast. It's a little podcast to do about the art and things. And this one's about the things. And it's another walk and talk. But this one is about half four in the morning and it is dark outside. And I thought it'd be quite good to record this one in the dark. So I'm going to talk about the TV show Dark, which I recently watched on Netflix. And, well, there will be spoilers in this one. But to start with, I thought I'd talk a little bit about what the show is and stuff. And then I'm going to talk about the characters some of my theories and also some of the, like, the unanswered questions. So the show is three seasons long and I think it is going to... I don't think they'll do any more. I did do a little bit of research after I watched it and it looks like they wanted it to be a free season show because there was a lot of symbolism about like um, the Trinity or something I just realised Trinity from the Matrix that's quite cool so well, the main thing what the show is is so the, the funny thing is I've, I've had this show on my I've been interested in watching this show for about three or four years, I think. <clears throat> oh yeah, just woken up as well, so I'm still sort of half asleep. <laughs> I probably need a drink as well. But finally got round to watching it. And the funny thing is, this show is talking about so many things that I've been talking about on the podcast and that and I feel like this show is probably one of the best shows ever for explaining time travel yeah if you're into time travel I really feel like this is the best show or film or anything and I get the impression they actually mapped out the entire thing I feel like they mapped out all three seasons before they even started because none of it feels like they just sort of bolted it on it all feels like it's connected I just saw something run down there I don't know if it's a fox or that's a cat (laughs) a really massive one So basically what happens in the show is there's this little like town well it's a German show so they talk German but they've actually dubbed it in English and I feel like they've done an amazing job 
because at first you sort of think you can notice that the words are out of sync with the lips but at some point I just you don't even notice it and what I did was when it was finished I went back and watched some of it in German because it was quite funny sort of seeing the characters talking in different voices <laughs> it was weird it was but I feel like they've done a very good job in that with the English so what happens in the show is you've got this little like little town it's sort of in the middle of nowhere really a little bit sort of like Twin Peaksy type and they're in like a middle of a foresty thing as well but there's this cave there's this cave in the forest and basically what happens is the cave allows you to sort of travel through time there's like a little passage in there and what what ends up happening is you end up with characters going back in time and then sort of existing in the future and the past at the same time so it it gets very complicated but it's, I love it because it makes you sort of you sort of like it makes you think yeah you're constantly thinking with this show so what happened for me is I'm I'm watching it I have to keep pausing it to sort of process things and I was constantly trying to work out like you, you, I was trying to work out who's this character because what ends up happening is you end up with characters being born who are actually well you end up with people going back in time who end up becoming the parents of the people who have gone back in time and stuff like that <laughs> so, so you end up with like paradoxes so well basically one of the if I, if the, the only negative I had with the show really and I don't know if it is a negative but if I was going to say any negative if I was going to say any negative it would be that there were maybe too many characters and a lot of the characters looked the same and because it's a German show they were using like German names so I very, sometimes people were bringing up character names and I didn't know who they were talking about. So there was a few times where I felt a bit confused because of the amount of characters. And not only did you have like a lot of characters, but you had multiple versions of the same character. Because you had like the version that was in the present, the future, the version in the past. And this is, now we're getting a little bit spoilery. You also have, you also have <laughs> versions of the same character from different, like, parallel universes. So you, all, you, you can end up with, like, four or five versions of the same character. Some of them are played by different actors as well. So you've got, like, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of characters in this one, basically. So that was, um, that was me only, like, n- negative... But I thought they did a really good job with selecting the characters. And that was the main thing for this, for me. You've got, for me, the TV show's got two bits to it. 
One bit is the characters, one bit is the story. What I've always found is, if you have amazing characters with a bad story, for me that's better than an amazing story with bad characters. But for me, I just connected with these characters. I actually cared about these characters. So that's always like a sign. For me, that's like the best thing about a TV show is if you actually end up caring about the characters. But the fact that you had an amazing story as well, that's why I'm I'm thinking this might be one of my favourite shows ever. I'm not sure if it's my favourite. My favourite show so far that I've ever watched is the TV show Lost. Again, because of the characters, but also because of the setting and the story. But, well, I don't know, this this TV show, Dark, it seems to actually have been a more complete experience. So I'm, I'm almost thinking it might be the best TV show I've ever watched. But I still feel like I was connected more to the characters in Lost. But the thing, Lost, what Lost was, was it was an island where they had a plane crash. You had these survivors from a plane crash on this island. Now, I've always been into time travel. And I think it was during season two of Lost, they introduced a character called Desmond, well, yeah, a character called Desmond, who started actually time travelling. And I thought, I thought they were going to go down the time travel route with Lost. But with Lost, I feel like they they wanted to go down the time travel route, but I feel like they weren't. They didn't actually have enough confidence in themselves, and so I feel like they never. Re- they sort of they toyed with the idea of time travel, but they never really did anything with it. And that's why I love this this dark so much. It wasn't afraid to go into time travel. Because with time travel, you can very easily get yourself confused. And sort of, like I said, if you haven't planned it out properly, you can get yourself mixed up. But they didn't do that here. Whereas I think with Lost, I feel like they they didn't have confidence in themselves to keep the story cohesive with time travel and also I don't know whether they didn't trust the audience because you do have to be quite um, I suppose I was going to say intelligent you do have to be a little bit intelligent I suppose to keep up with the time travel because I could see some people getting turned off by it but so that was the main thing. I, d- I loved the fact that they weren't afraid to go deep into time travel. So what I was going to do is I was going to talk about each of the characters. Well, not all of them. Because <laughs> it's like, like I said, I've, I went onto this website, a dark, the TV show Dark, like a fan site. And it actually said there's like over 107 main characters which is crazy so I thought what I've done is I've picked out like 20 or so of my favourites 
and I'm just going to quickly talk about them all. Some of my things. So the first one is this guy called Magnus. So all I'm going to do is I'm going to just... The first thing that pops into my head about these characters, I'm going to talk about it. So the first... So these are going to have spoilery things as well. So when I think of Magnus, the thing I love about Magnus is... When the when we suddenly had multiple worlds, it's quite interesting how they did this. Well, when we had multiple worlds, the character Magnus suddenly had black hair. So in the first world, he had blonde hair. In the second world, he had black hair. <laughs> and I just thought I liked that. And I liked the way they did they did that. You had characters. It was like all the characters were sort of mixing up with other characters. So in one, in the first world, you had a character that was deaf. And in the second world, a different character would be deaf. So it wasn't just that the characters were sort of switching with the, within themselves. It was as if all of the characters were connected and sort of trading attributes. So I like that. The next character is Jonas, the main, the main like character. What do I think about Jonas? I thought he was a, a really beautiful character. I thought the actor was so cool. I loved that he wore his little yellow raincoat, and he just seemed, he seemed like the perfect sort of hero, because he didn't want this, he didn't ask for this. He was incredibly sort of fragile and vulnerable, but he was also very strong. So for me, he was a beautiful character. And what I loved about him was, because you saw him in the future as multiple different sort of phases, you sort of saw how he was going to evolve over the years. And I just thought it was brilliant. So I'd say he was my favourite character, actually. Yeah, him and Martha, I really... I fell in love with those two. So I liked I liked the way he was sort of... Like, um, you know, fragile but strong. The next character is Noah, the priest. Again, what I liked about him was... He was a bad guy, but was he really... That's the thing. You're still not sure, really, if he was a... You know, he had this... Well, that's the other thing. He was sort of a bad guy, but he was a priest. So that's what they were doing in this show all the time. They were playing with opposites. They were sort of playing with... light and dark. That's what the whole thing was. Because when the timelines... When we had two worlds as well, that's when you really saw it as well where you saw like where something happened in the first world it would be it would be sort of balanced out in the other world so if you did a negative thing in one world it would be a positive version of it in the other world so they were playing with that not just with the, with the world but with the characters as well but again, I thought he was a brilliant actor. Next character is Martha. 
again, I love her as well. She is very much like a female Jonas. So for me, these two are like soulmates. They're like one half of the same thing. And that's why I think... Because what they did in the third season was they both... Martha ended up wearing a yellow raincoat. And that yellow raincoat, to me, was sort of a visual representation of their sort of entanglement with each other. Which I thought was cool. And the funny thing is here... The last, ever since I've started watching that dark, every time I've gone outside, I've seen someone wearing a yellow raincoat. <laughs> and I've never seen that before. So what happens now is me and my mum, whenever we see a yellow raincoat, we just say, time traveller. <laughs> and I've, I'm going to get a yellow raincoat now. When I see one, I'm going to get one. But yeah, Martha, I love Martha. She's cool. And again, we had like... um. You had evil versions of her and positive versions of her, which I like that. Next, oh, or Claudia. Next character, Claudia. Now, she's, what an amazing character she is. Again, you know, at some point they're calling her the white devil. But you could argue that she's like... Well, even that is a sort of um, juxtaposition. Is it juxtaposition or something? White devil. White you associate with like love. Devil you associate with like evil. So you've you've got in even in her name you've got the positive and negative and she had one dark eye and one light eye. So even a again a visual representation of how she's like the balance between the two worlds. So what you could say is even from the start they were showing you that she was going to be the thing that would bring the two worlds together. To bring balance. So she was one of my favourite characters as well. That's the thing. There's so many cool characters in this show. It's amazing. The next character I've got is Agnes. The first thing that springs to mind is her wearing that sexy dress. Yeah, for me, she was like a little sexy temptress. <laughs> I think she's probably, she'd be one of my favourite characters to draw as a character. Yeah, she was, She just had a lot of sex appeal about her. So she very much would be like what I'd imagine the devil would look like. Because the devil, I think, would actually, it wouldn't come in. If the devil was, if when you die you get a visit from the devil, I don't feel like the devil's going to, present itself as a demon I think it will actually come as like a beautiful female or something wearing a sexy little dress it will be like a super temptation thing so for me she was like sort of um, she was like sort of somehow she was like representing the temptation for me the next character I've got is what's he called? Holger Doppler Tick-tock, tick-tock. <laughs> what I liked about him was, you because we saw him, basically what happened for him was, he, as a little kid, he got, again, like Jonas, he got pulled into this. It wasn't, he didn't, he didn't want none of this. In a weird way, none of these characters wanted any of this. So, 
the story really is the story really is nobody wants what they're given or at least they don't think they do and it's what you do with it that matters so what happened here was for me Holger he sort of turned it I don't know he's another character where I'm not sure if he was positive or negative but I feel like that guy was a troubled soul right from the beginning because of his childhood and another Especially season one, he was one of my favourite characters. Because he, he was in like a um, sort of a psychi... Well, I don't know if it was a psychiatric home. He was in like a care home or something and he kept wandering off at night. And I just found him a fascinating character. The next character is Hannah. What I like about Hannah is she's got this sweet, innocent look about her. But she's absolutely, she's probably one of the most vicious characters in the show. So again, they're playing with this, I'll just drop me a little character sheet. <laughs> they're playing with this idea of um, looks can be deceiving. Yeah, she was a cool character. And I liked seeing her sort of um, across the multiple timelines. I really liked her. But as a little child, she was so sweet and innocent. And yet, even as a child, she still had in her this sort of built-in viciousness. Because she, um, when she said that Ulrich had raped that Katerina, you know, that was quite a sort of nasty thing to do. So it is sort of like these characters are, are born with an eight sort of character traits which you could say is because they're constantly travelling through time. So they're bringing them with them. But I would like to know, because at the end we get the origin timeline, I would like to know what they're like in that timeline. And I get the impression they've still got their same character traits. So I'll talk about that later, the little theory I've got. The next character I've got is Charlotte Doppler. She was brilliant as well. What I liked about her was she was very much like Jonas in that she shouldn't really have existed. And I liked the way she... I liked, I just liked her as a character. I thought she was very interesting. She seemed quite independent. But the thing with her was she seemed to be like the same character throughout the whole timelines. So she seemed to be quite a sort of stable character. Having said that, in the alternate timeline, she's cheating on um, Peter. Yeah, so even she's got the ability to, you know, be negative or something. <laughs> we got Ulrich as well. This is the this is the young Ulrich. Well, not the young one. The um the middle one. Again, I thought he was a brilliant character. Yeah, I, I liked him. I feel like him and Hannah were actually a much better combination than him and Katerina. That's the thing that springs to mind. And what I liked about this was, when when it went back to 1986, I liked the way he, um, you know, he dissed, his, he dissed that Mikhail, who was actually his son. <laughs> 
So his, his dad was actually younger than him, which, stuff like that, I found it quite sort of weird. Makes you start wondering, imagine if that actually happened, if, like a time traveller, if one of your grandparents or something time travel, no, one of your children time travelled and were younger than you. So they time travelled before they were born. That's weird. Next character, Elizabeth Doppler. This is the deaf girl. She was cool. She was cool as well. I liked the version of her... I liked the version of her in the future, though, because she seemed quite sort of... um, strong. And I liked the fact that even though she was deaf, she was like a leader, so she wasn't like letting her disabilities hold her back sort of thing. Then we got Mikhail, the little... The little one, the child. He was brilliant, he was. Yeah, I feel like I'd like to see more of him. I'd like to see more of him. That's the thing that springs to mind, really. The next one is Michael. Is that the old... Yeah, that's um, Jonas's dad. Again, we didn't really see much of him. The thing that springs to mind for me is I was convinced... The final shot of the um, ep- the season, like the final ever thing, the footage, I felt like the final scene from the whole show was going to be him hanging himself. Because I thought what was going to happen was the show started out in season one with him hanging himself. I just thought that the season three was going to end with him hanging himself, almost like it's they're still looping. But we did we did sort of get that, but the story carried on, so it like changed. So I think if they had gone down the route of they didn't change the timelines, I think it would have ended as it started, and I would have quite enjoyed that because it would have been like an, an endless loop. The next character is Tolben, the guy with the patch. The thing that springs to mind is. Why did he have a patch on his eye? And when we got back into the origin timeline, he was just about to tell what something about his eye, and then he didn't get to do it. So I'm thinking, one of my theories is my thinking is they're still actually they're still actually in a loop, time travelling, but I think they're in a new loop now. So you got the infinity symbol, which was the two timelines entangled with each other endlessly looping and they actually what they did was they brought balance to the two worlds to get themselves into the origin timeline but i'm thinking that that origin timeline is entangled with another timeline so what you've got is and i feel like these two timelines the origin and the new one are also entangled with the original entangled timelines so I think what's actually happening is it isn't Trinity, I think it's four. I think what you've got is you've got like an infinity symbol going horizontally and vertically. So I think they haven't actually freed themselves at all. I think all they've done is they've put themselves into a different entangled timeline. And there's there's reasons for that. The thing is Right at the end, the lights start flickering again. So that says to me 
even in the origin timeline, there's still time travel. The fact that he was going to say something that happened to his eye, I think, because he said, can you, can, you, can you keep a secret? I think he was going to say something about time travel. And the other thing is, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, the other thing was, Adam was going on about how he was trying to bring an end to this to get him into paradise. And they said that the origin timeline would be paradise. But they're obviously not in paradise, because right at the end, Hannah, when she talks about her dream that she had of being in the darkness and at peace, she said that... What was it she said? Oh, yeah, she, they, what she said was... Um, somebody said, if you could end the world now, what would you, what would you ask for, something? She said that Wyndon, which is the little town they live in, she said that Wyndon would, wouldn't exist anymore. So that, to me, says that they don't want to be there. So they can't be in paradise if they don't want to be there. So that's why I think they're still actually... They're still not in the base reality. The next character is Ulrich, the old one. What an amazing character he is as well. The one with the long grey hair. He just, he's cool, he is. Again, I feel like loads of these characters could have their own spin-off show. You could have a season of just what Ulrich's getting up to in that psychic house. Because I bet he's a white character in there. And what I liked was, I liked the way that... I feel like he was the main character for me that actually got sort of... um, What's the word? I feel like he sort of redeemed himself or something. That's what I'm thinking. Who's this next one here? Oh, this guy, I can't say his name. He's called Sirezen. Basically, the police officer who comes in in season three... I loved his sort of um, persona. For me, he felt like somebody who had come in from outside the universe. I've had I've had characters like this in my dreams. They're sort of like self-aware characters who they it's like it's like he knew that he was in a dream, and he was trying to work out who was dreaming it or something. Whereas everyone else thought they was in the dream. He was like he knew he was. He knew he was outside of it. That's the impression I got from him. But I just thought he was a brilliant character. Again, you could have him have a spin-off show as well. The next character, they called him The Stranger. But I thought it was actually... um, Well, it was Jonas. But I don't know why they've called him The Stranger. Is it almost makes me think that he isn't Jonas. But what I liked about him was he he reminded me so he looked a bit like Jesus, and he reminded me of Des of um, Desmond from Lost, the TV show Lost, the time traveller. And Des, is it was it Desmond? I'm sure it was Desmond. Desmond doesn't sound right. Penny and I'm sure it was Desmond. I think it was, he was called Desmond, the bloke who lived in the hatch in Lost. But he was my, one of my favourite characters. And basically, this stranger bloke, he was just like him. And I liked the way he... He also reminded me of Solid Snake, 
from Metal Gear Solid. Again, he was like the guy from the future. So I thought, I thought he was cool as well. Then we've also got Katarina. Again, I like the fact that we saw her childhood. She got beat up as a child. So it's sort of, um, it was like, I don't know. This is the thing. A lot of these characters were very complex. And that's what made them for me. And it was the fact that we got to see their childhood, which again, this was something they did with Lost. With Lost, you had flashbacks. So you got to see not just the character as they were today, but you sort of, you, you understood why they were the way they were. That, which that always makes you connect with them more. So she was cool. We got Peter, little Peter, <laughs> Peter the Penguin. He was a good character as well. What I liked about him was he sort of, um, again, another character, he sort of didn't want this. Especially in season one, I felt sorry for him because you could tell he, he knew something and he didn't want to tell anyone. But he, you could just tell that he, you could feel that he wanted to tell everyone. So I just, I felt a bit sorry for him really. But what I liked about him was the fact that he made that, what's she called? What's that, what's his wife called? Well, I can't, Claudia was it? No, Charlotte. I like the fact that he, I like the fact that him and Charlotte are sort of um, connected by the end. That's the main thing I thought there. Who's, oh, the next one, Inus, Inus, the nurse that took over from, um, she took in Mikhail. Again, a really nice character, but the fact that she was putting um, Mikhail to sleep, you know, there was an element of sort of nastiness about her. So again, another character who sort of is quite complex. And then the final character I've got is, is Adam. Again, another character who's complex because he's... At first you think he's positive, then you think he's negative, and then by the end, he's actually positive again. So it's another one of these things where something's only negative if compared with something else so I, I just loved this I thought it was brilliant this show was brilliant for me yeah and it was the characters that made it really but also the story I've never watched a show before with such an amazing character and story it's normally one or the other really I'm just going to quickly go through my notes see what else I've got what else have we got TV show, unanswered questions. That bloke's eye. Was Jonas reborn in the origin timeline? And if he was, is he going to look like Jonas? Because he's got a new, he'll have a new dad. So I'm just wondering if he's going to actually still exist. And if he does, is Martha going to exist? And if Martha does, does that not mean that they're, they're going to end up being the same thing again? Is it going to just be an endless thing of the same thing? Yeah, are they still time travelling? I think they are because of the um, lights flashing at the end. But what I also liked was right at the end, 
when um, Jonas and Martha were in that, in like the um, space between worlds, I like the fact that they said, you know, are we just a dream? Is that all we are? Just a dream? And that is basically, this is the thing. I feel like this show is, there's a load of truths in this show. That's what I'm thinking. And a lot of the ways I'm thinking about, like, existence is in this show. We are just a dream, but we're also real. It's brilliant. And I also like the fact that Hannah said, right at the end, Hannah's talking about a dream she had. She said, I was in the darkness, nothing existed, and yet I was completely at peace sort of thing. So maybe it is just existing is part of like suffering or something and in the darkness is peace which seems a bit weird because you would think how can you have peace in the darkness <laughs> oh yeah there's another thing here look well one of my favorite things about this show is the whole reason all of this happened is because the scientist lost his son in a car crash so he built a time machine because he wanted to bring his son back and he ended up creating the two entangled worlds. But what is amazing is that endless looping that the two worlds went through of suffering. It ends with Jonas and Martha basically breaking free, breaking the cycle. And they go into the origin world, which is the original timeline with the time machine. They stop the sun driving across the bridge so he doesn't crash and die so the scientist never has to build the time machine but the scientist by building the time machine actually got his son back so the scientist got his son back by building the t- he got what he wanted by building that time machine even though it was actually Jonas and Martha that got the son back for them and the thing is he will never know that he had to build a time machine to get his son back because he never lost his son. So this is where you get a bit of a paradox where if his son never crashed, he wouldn't have built a time machine, but he did build a time machine, so his son must have crashed. So, so like, there's, there's a paradox there. Because if he never built a time machine, Jonas and Martha wouldn't ever exist. So if they didn't exist, why do they now exist in the origin timeline? That's the thing. Where else have I put? Oh yeah, this is also like my theory. So years ago I came up with this theory about probability-based beings. Where I think we're each in our own timeline. Oh, I'm going to have to go start walking to work. <laughs> I got lost. I got track, lost track of time there. Time travelling. Oh, it's a bit windy now, isn't it? Hopefully you can still hear me, right? What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Probability-based beings. I've got this theory that we are each in our own universe. But all of these universes are actually overlapping with each other. So there's only ever one conscious being in each universe. So in my universe, I'm conscious. 
and everyone else is a probability-based being. But so then in, say, my sister's universe, she's the conscious one, and I'm now a probability-based being in my sister's universe. But my sister actually can come into my universe. So, in other words, even though we're all separate, we're all sort of communicating with each other. So, like, I might get a message from, say, my sister, from the probability-based being, but it's actually... It is my sister sending the message, but it's it's not the original sister. So what's good about that is I could blow up this I could blow up this universe if I wanted, and it's only going to blow up my universe. And if I set myself free from this universe, it's only going to set me free. Everyone else is still going to have to resolve their issues to set themselves free. So it's almost like we're in our own self-contained sort of, um, what do you call it? It's almost like we're here to resolve all of our issues, which that is exactly what happens in the show Dark. They only set themselves free and bring an end to the looping when when they've basically set themselves free from their unresolved issues. And the main one is Jonas and Martha basically not being able to let go of each other as soon as they let go of each other which in a way is the ultimate act of love they basically bring an end to the cycles so everyone is connected to each other because of Jonas and Martha so for me it was very much like what I was trying to say with my little thing my little theory I just gotta jump in here I'm walking home from work and I feel at the end of the podcast I started rushing it because I had to get to work and it was getting a bit windy I didn't really expand on um, why I think The TV show Dark is a bit like my theory. This hill, I'm, cli- I'm going up a hill. To, I was going to say climbing. It is, it's like you're climbing up a hill, yeah? But my, my theory is we're reaching our own universe. And what happens is We're all communicating with each other via our own universes. So, like the 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 sister in my my sister is a probability-based being based off of my sister's universe, and I think everyone's doing this. So, if I like I said, if I blow up my universe, it's only me that's going to actually get blown up. But what it will do is it will increase the probability of me blowing up my sister's universe. But my sister will still have free will to stop me blowing up the universe in her universe. 
Now, the reason I think is, well, what that means is it means you are the centre of the universe. And the reason what I think is this, on this show Dark, the first world, the original one it started out on season one, that's Jonas's world. And then the second world that we see in season three, that's Martha's world. So like you've got Universe One, which is Jonas. It's like Jonas's consciousness, I suppose. And then World Two, Universe Two, is Martha's. So what I was thinking was, oh, I'm going to run out of thingy. I've only got three minutes left. But what it is is, basically, that scientist wanted to get his his son back. What if the universe, the way everything is created inside of the universe is via experiences? So like Jonas and Martha are just a manifestation of the universe. Basically working out how to bring back the scientist's child. Because you think about it, he's trying to change time. That'll take him a load of energy... The best form of energy is emotion. So if you've got these two, if you've got Martha and Jonas falling in love, the ultimate energy, that is their energy together that brings back the scientist's son. So what I was thinking was, what if they've gone back into the scientist's world? Sorry about the wind. That's what she said. <laughs> no gone back into the scientist's world but now what if the scientist himself is actually entangled with somebody else so in other words what's happening now is it's like it's fractal basically it's a never-ending fractal entanglement that's what i'm thinking oh it's windy up here i shouldn't have come up here i was going to turn around I feel like I've got a thousand things to say. That's it for this one. I've got to go because it's getting a bit windy. So all that's left is this week's inspirational quote. And again, this this um, the TV show Dark is full of amazing quotes. So I picked some of my favourites. The first one I got is Time is God. Adam said that. I like that one. Time is God. So inside of this universe, time is God. Next one's by Michael. The, the truth is a strange thing. You can try to suppress it, but it will always find a way to the surface. How cool is that? That's definitely been part of my life as well. The next quote I've got is by Adam again. Listen to this, look. Only when we freed ourselves of emotions can we truly can we be truly free. Again, that's what this is all about. We're inside of like an emotion simulator. That's what I'm thinking. 
So if you've got emotions, that creates attachments. So, yeah, so somebody who is truly, like, what you would call awakened, they, they don't have any emotions, which isn't a negative thing. It just means that if somebody, say, does something nasty to them, they don't feel attached to the ex- experience. They can sort of observe everything without being triggered by anything. That's a powerful quote, that is. And the next one's by Claudia. There are moments when we must understand that the decisions we make influence more than just our own fates. How cool is that? I think the one I'm going with is Adams, though. Oh, and the other thing was they called... They called Jonas and Martha Adam and Eva, which I thought was cool. So there's a there's a hint of sort of um, you know like spiritual things going on here, or biblical stuff. This week's inspirational quote: "Only when we freed ourselves from emotions can we be truly free." Adam from the show Dark 